we give the Lord all the praise and all the glory. I want to bring the scripture for our meditation this first day of the week and the first Sunday of 2024 from Joshua chapter 6 from the first verse to the fifth verse. Here begins the reading of God's word. Now, Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I see, I have given Jericho into your hand. This month is the month according to the Hebraic calendar, Tevet. And Tevet is the month of the eye. So may God open your eyes to see what God has given to you in 2024. See, I have given you Jer- given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you should do six days. And seven priests shall bear the seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass that when they make a long blast of the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet. And all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Holy Spirit, give expression to the word. Let your word go forth expressly. We pray, spirit of understanding, give us understanding hearts and comprehending minds. That the Lord Jesus will be exhorted. And our heavenly father glorified. For we pray in that name that guarantees answers. The name of him who died and rose triumphant. The Lord Jesus the Christ. And somebody agrees with me by saying. Amen. 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 Um, Dr. Hurd had begun from Joshua chapter 3. The last time he spoke. And he. He mentioned one word, blessed, with a full stop. And he said, get ready. And so today, I'm going to just continue um, where he left off. Because sons, because this is my home away from home. Sons build the house of their fathers. And the kingdom of God is predicated on one word. Sonship. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. And we all need to work at becoming sons of the kingdom. And there are five levels of sonship in scripture. So we must grow up and we must mature into the highest level of sonship that you find in Romans chapter 8 verse 19. The whole earth is groaning and travailing, awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And that word son there is weos, the highest expression of sonship that we must grow up into. And so all the things that some of us have been through in in 2023, 
2023, 23, oh, oh dear. 23 is the number of death. So in 2023, the Lord has been killing us to our flesh by all the struggles, by all the challenges, by all the opposition, by everything that we have had to go through economically, so, uh, politically, socially, all these things, God has been just killing us to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He's been putting us in dire straits so that we are backed up against the wall. So we have no choice but to lift up our hands and say, I surrender to you. I present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and presentable to you, which is my reasonable service. Touch your neighbor and say, that's what you've been going through. And that is what we call capacity building. Because through all the challenges, through the afflictions, these light afflictions are but for a moment, but they work. A farmer exceeding excellent weight of glory. So for every level of affliction you have been through, God is about to put upon you in 2024 the commensurate weight of the glory of God. How many of you understand that the Kadosh carries weight? And when God wants to put his glory upon you, he must make sure that your shoulders are strong enough to carry the weight of the glory. Are you with me? For tribulations work of patience, patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh us not ashamed because the glory of God is shed abroad upon our hearts. So for you to carry the glory, he must build your muscle and your capacity to carry it because the priests carried the glory the ark of the covenant upon their shoulders when David tried to put it on an ox cart a humanly contrived system the ox cart failed because the glory is born upon our shoulders so in Joshua chapter 3 when he, he told Joshua to tell the priest to carry the ark, the symbol of God's government and God's glory. They carried it upon their shoulders. And then they had to step into the Jordan. And he warned Joshua, make sure they go ahead and put a distance of 2,000 cubits between the ark and the rest of Israel. The ark was Christ. And Israel was symbolic of the body of Christ because Jesus entered heaven 2,000 years before the rest of the body. Are you with me? But we had to cross through the Jordan. And the word Jordan means descent. It means that in the last seasons, God was breaking us because the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. These things, oh God, you will not despise. He was taking us through dire straits economically with all the political jamboree that we have been seeing and all the hardships we have had to go through and all the troubles in the world because he was developing capacity, developing your faith for the next level. Because the new level of glory requires higher levels of faith. More capacity and strength 
so that you can handle it and so you can steward it in justice and righteousness. And so they went ahead and carried the ark to the Jordan while we were going through a humbling experience because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble. the more humble you become, the more grace and peace is multiplied to you in the knowledge of Christ. Hallelujah. And it's going to take a whole load of grace and a whole load of peace to navigate the times that we are in. Because the times are not going to get any easier. We're in perilous times. Iniquity shall increase. Lawlessness shall increase. The superfluity of naughtiness shall increase. But those who know their Lord, their God, shall rise up and do exploits. Touch somebody and say, you're doing exploits in 2024. Can I go a little bit deeper? Only 15 minutes. 2024, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, we see David organizing the courses of the priesthood. There were 24 courses of the priesthood. So 24 is the number of the priesthood of the believer. In Revelations chapter 4, we see a picture of the golden altar of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven with what? 24 elders casting down their crowns before the Lord and saying, worthy are you to receive all glory and honor. So 24 is the number of the priesthood. 24 is the number of eldership, which means this is a year that God wants to raise you up into metrons of rulership so that you can have dominion. It means that this year, God is enlarging your space so that you can take your place in that space and exercise the rulership that God has called you when he blessed us and said, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth, subdue and have dominion. Touch your neighbor and say, take dominion. Are you with me? So this is a time that God is bringing out all the leadership qualities in you from the background to the forefront. The Davids are rising up. They're coming out of obscurity into the limelight. They're coming from the backside of the desert to the front side of the desert. Jesus said it this way. The first shall be the last and the last shall be the first. So touch someone and say, it was good that I was at the back of the queue. Because God is turning and flipping the script. And now I'm going to the front. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. You shall be the first and not the last. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in Revelation chapter 5, we see the elders holding vials. And the vials contained the prayers of the saints. And in Revelation chapter 8, they took the vials and mixed them with the prayers of Christ. And the altar responded from heaven with thunderings, with lightnings and shakings. And so we see at the altar of the Lord, because this is a year of altars. May God... 
open your eyes to see the operations of the altar of Christ in heaven because everything that happens on earth is determined by that altar because that is the operational base headquarters and platform of all operations of the kingdom in the universe and they took the prayers of the saints and that tells me that this is a year where prayers you had given up on Prayers that mommy heard you had prayed many years ago are about to be answered. Touch somebody and say, this is your year of answered prayers. All the prayers that you prayed that you felt that God did not hear you. All the prayers that you prayed that you felt that God ignored. Touch somebody and say, this year the prayers are coming into open manifestation. If you believe it, agree with me and say hallelujah. Amen. I saw the vials being opened and the prayers of the saints Mixing with the prayers of Christ, the high priest at that altar, and God answering them with thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes. So I'm going to say something deep. It means that the altar in heaven responded to two things your prayers and your worship. So this year, this year, your prayers must service the altar of Christ in heaven. Your prayers provide fuel to ignite that altar that will respond in lightnings, thunderings, and shakings on the earth. Your prayers and your worship. So I suggest to you that 2024 is a year of moving in unprecedented levels of prayer. Lift up your hands while you stay seated. Heavenly Father, Kabadayas Brodos Kebriande, I ask Lebrahande for our on our behalf the grace and the unction for prayer, the spirit of prayer to rest upon your people, even right now, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We pray, Heavenly Father, for utterance through prayer and staying power in intercession. Kadayas. We release it upon you now, Maroska, as you rise up to become the gatekeepers of Houston. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Say, I receive in Jesus' name. Secondly, at that altar, there was non-stop worship. The 24 elders casting down their crowns. So I suggest to you that this is a year that the Lord is singling out those that would worship him in spirit and in truth for the Lord seeketh such this is the time I see all night prayer meetings with worship worship interspersed with prayer and I see mighty moves of the spirit of God if we're going to see the outpouring that God promised this house then we've got to do new things and go deeper and pay a higher price in Christ. Because nothing comes without a price. The scripture says, money answereth all things. That is uh, a mistranslation of the scriptures. It actually means there's a price 
for everything. And if you will pay the price, then you will see a move of God, such as you have never seen, that we have waited 19 years to receive again. And I sense the time is at hand for that outpouring again. Because there's nothing new under the sun. And what has been shall be again. And you know what? I see the prayers of Richard Hurd being answered. Because 19 years ago he said, Lord, stop this outpouring. Give me time to raise up sons. And now sons have arisen in the house. And the next generation is in the house. You are the next generation. And God wants to pour out on you. Because you are the future leaders. In the kingdom of God. In this nation. And the nations of the earth. Touch your neighbor and say. God has got your number. Are you with me? So prayer and worship. Worship and prayer. And God will lift you up. Because this is the time that the horn of the wicked and the lamp of the wicked would be put out. But the horn of the righteous to be exalted and their light shine brighter and brighter as we approach that perfect day. Are you listening to me? That's, may God open your eyes to see the operations of the glory of God. At his throne at the altar in heaven. And David was able to download all those blueprints and patterns. John the beloved took a walk in the heavenly tabernacle. And saw all the patterns and the blueprints. And according to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5. Moses built that tabernacle in the wilderness. As a copy and a pattern of what he saw in heaven. So there are things that downloads from heaven. I see God downloading gigabytes of information. Can you put First Chronicles chapter 28 verse 11 on the screen? I don't know why I'm changing the, the God is changing the message. But I'm seeing some stuff. Are you listening to me? First Chronicles 28 11. Please. I see. Because four, on the fourth day, God created the lights in the heavens. The sun, the moon, and the stars for times and seasons and for festivals. And so four is the number also of creativity. So it means that this year, as we push in prayer, as we push in worship, that's why you should not ignore the 30-day fast. It is an imperative. This is the month of January. January is, is the, the, comes from a word, Janos, that means doorways. So this is the month of gates. What you do with this month will set a precedent for the rest of the year. Because if the first is holy, then the rest will be holy. So if you push in fasting and prayer and worship because you're able, it will set a precedent for God to move and intervene on your behalf in your circumstances. Turn things around and set you up into the place that he has ordained for you. 
David gave his son Solomon the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its inner chambers, and the place of the mercy seat. Next verse, please. I'm taking my time. And the plans for all he had by the what? By the Spirit. There was so much of it. God gave, downloaded to David at the threshing floor of Onan in First Chronicles chapter 22 verse 1. All the plans and the schematics to build the temple of Solomon. It was so much stuff that it would take a lifetime for Solomon to understand everything. So he says he gave them to David, to Solomon, by the Spirit. He downloaded, he laid hands on Solomon and downloaded gigabytes of, terabytes of information into his spirit man. So that he can pattern out on earth what they had seen in heaven. So that heaven can come onto earth and the will of God be done in the earth as it was written and patterned out in heaven. Touch your neighbor and say, get ready for downloads and gigaterabytes of information from God. Strategies. Hallelujah. Uh, strategies, knowledge of witty inventions. Hallelujah. Dreams uh, and visions. He said in the last days, he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and his young men and the maidens will prophesy and old men shall do what? Dream dreams and young men shall see visions. Touch your neighbor and get ready for visions. I open up to you the visionary realms of God that every night when you sleep, God will come to you in your sleep and download gigabytes, strategies, knowledge of witty inventions. Oh, ideas. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus, say, I receive. Every night when you go to bed, consecrate that bed with the blood of Jesus. And ask God to speak to you in dreams and visions. And make sure you write them down. Because God is answering your prayers. And he will give you the strategies so that you can enter into the blessing that God has for you. Hallelujah. If you believe it, somebody shout hallelujah. That's what God wants to do. But we must sanctify ourselves and position ourselves. God said to Joshua, See, I have given you the land. But it sounds like an oxymoron because in the previous verse, it says, and, Josh, and Jericho was tightly shut up. So we need to see beyond our physical circumstances. In the physical, Jericho was the stronghold and the gateway to the promised land. They couldn't enter the promise without dealing with the stronghold of Jericho. So also, we must deal with the strongholds, the mindsets and perceptions that we have. That are strongholds because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Are you with me? And so all the strongholds, the strongholds of your traumas from your childhood, the betrayals you've had to go through, the friends that have dissed you, 
the hurts that you have received, the woundedness. If you're going to transition and cross the Jordan into your promise, touch somebody and say, you have to let them go. You can't go forward looking in your rearview mirror. Your vision of the future must be the attraction that pulls you from your past. So you must have a vision. Because without a vision, the people perish. And when you can visualize the future, the attraction of the future must be greater than the pull of your past. And you're going to have to let some things go. There are some people in your life that are not part of your new season. And if you try to take them into your new season, you will mess up everything that God wants to do. Touch three people and say, let Jacques go. Release Sister Mary. Hallelujah. Let her go. Are you with me? Get out of John's house and get your own house. Stop shacking up with Jacques. Let it go. Consecrate yourself. Sanctify yourself. Because God wants to do wonders in your life. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. We're in a transition season. We're in a crossover season. When Jesus said to his disciples, cross over to the other side. There was only room in the boat for Jesus and 12 disciples. So there was no room for Jean-Pierre. There was still no room for Sister Margaret. There was no room for Cousin Johnny. If you try to put them in the boat, the boat will capsize. So you've got to leave them alone and step forward. Paul said it this way. Forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth for the things that are ahead. I push, I press forward. For the mark of the prize of the high calling. Touch somebody and say, press forward. Tell somebody else, push forward. I'm letting my past behind. I put it under the blood of Jesus. And I'm blessing my future. Because my future is better than my past. And my mistakes in the past are not an indictment against my future. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and tell them the devil is a liar. I break you out of stagnation today. 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 Paraskataya. Let Jehovah bow Parazim, the God of the breakthrough, break you out of every limitation. Let the breaker break you out of every restriction. Let the breaker break you out of every limitation and break you in. and break down every barrier, remove every hurdle, cast aside every mountain and break you into new levels, into new dimensions, into new spaces, enlarge your territory and cause you to break through in the name of Jesus shout I receive
Are you with me? Kadayas Baduria Sabrahande Ishka Badayas. Understand this that when they were crossing over the Jordan, the Jordan split in two. They were passing through a tunnel. When they were crossing out of Egypt into the wilderness, the Red Sea split in two. They were passing through a tunnel. When Elijah and Elisha were crossing over, excuse me, they were, the Jordan split in two. They were passing through a tunnel. Three phases of transition. Separation. You've got to separate from the past, from the people, from the pains, from the traumas. 8, 24 is 8 three times. And 8 is a number of new beginnings and circumcision and resurrection. Jesus rose on the eighth day, being the first day of the week. So this is a time where God wants to bring you out of the quagmire and lift you up. But you have to cut away the things of the flesh. So that the things of the spirit this year, may you walk in pace with the Holy Spirit. This year, may you be led of the Spirit of God in the mighty name of the Lord. Just every unequal yoke in your life that has held you back. We break those yokes. We break those yokes. We break those yokes now in the mighty name. Kadayas Badurias of Jesus. Hallelujah. So there was a separation from the past. And there was the transition that Dr. Hurd called the pause. And the transition is like you're going through a tunnel. And that tunnel, there's no light in it. It's all dark. Because God is teaching you not to walk by sight anymore. But to walk by faith. Are you with me? Because many times we have all responded to the circumstances that beleaguered the world. And we have reacted to those circumstances rather than responding to them. Are you with me? And so God is teaching us. In this darkness of the world, Isaiah chapter 60. Behold, darkness shall cover the, peop- darkness shall cover the world and gross darkness the people. Why? Because he wants you to be the light in darkness. So that you can bring a shine and provide leadership to the world as a guiding light. Are you with me? But we have looked at circumstances. We have made decisions by circumstances rather than by faith. We have walked by sight. So God has darkened the tunnel, put out the lights. And now you're going to have to faith your way forward. Because you can't see with your eyes. Now you have no choice but to trust in him. And to walk by faith. For his rhema is a lamp unto our feet. And a light unto our path. And now we have no choice but to trust in him. God, what's the next step? Because I can't see. And God says, okay, that's, that's, that's where it is. Take it. And then you build another altar and you cry to God like Abraham did. And God says, okay, take the next step. You're safe. You're safe. And then, and then you take the next step. So you're stepping out in faith. Hallelujah. Because we're in 5784, the year of the door. 
He didn't say doors. In Revelations, he said, uh, chapter 3, he said, I have opened a door before you. And when I open the door, no man can shut it. And when I shut the door, no man can open it. So we're looking, and this is the year of the door. So we're looking for the door that God has opened. How do you know the door that God has opened? By the adversity that precedes that door. Many people are looking for doors that have neon lights, bright lights that are colored in gold and look attractive. But you go through that door, you come into a cul-de-sac because that's not the door that God has. Any door that God has opened is going to take a hell of a lot of warfare. Any door that God has opened, Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 69, the, the God has opened a what? An effectual door of ministry. You want the effectual door, not any door. But there be many adversaries. So any door that God has opened is shrouded with adversity. And where you are facing the most adversity is where the greatest breakthrough is. The bigger the battle, the bigger the victory and the greater the spoils of war. Don't go to war where there are no spoils. Are you with me? So when all the, in the tunnel, the devil throws everything, including the kitchen sink at me. He's not fighting you because of where you are. He's fighting you because of where you're going. So where you are facing the most warfare is where the greatest blessing is. The ammunition the enemy selects against you is a clue and a key to his fear of you. So where he's fighting you the most, that's where he's afraid of you the most. And when you get step by step to that door, that door will open. And just in case there's resistance to that door, touch your neighbor and say, break the door down. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Because this is the year of doors. And your mouth will determine how you get to the door. If you're saying negative things, you mess yourself up. So you prophesy, calling the things that are not. Touch somebody and say, call the things that are not as though they are. This is what happened in Joshua chapter 6. Jericho is tightly shut up, but God said, open your eyes in the spirit and see, I have given you the land. So he has given you the promises, even though circumstantially the doors are shut. But when you see, because your life will always move in the direction of your dominant vision. Abraham, lift up your eyes and see. For as far as you can see to the north, I will give it to you. As far as you can see to the south, I will give it to you. As far as you see to the east, I will give it to you. As far as you see to the west, I will give it to you. What you see is what you get. And if you lift up your eyes to the hills, from when come up my help, my help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. 
So looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm not looking at where I'm, what I'm going through. I'm looking at where I'm going to. Lift up your eyes from your challenges. Lift up your eyes from your circumstances. Lift up your eyes from all the adversity. Lift up your eyes from off the economy. My economy is not dependent on the American economy. My economy is dependent on the Lord of harvest in heaven. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. The devil is a liar and so is his brother-in-law. Are you listening to me? So may God, in this month of the eye, open your eyes to see beyond circumstances, to see God, to see his throne, to see the altar in heaven, to see the operations of that altar, so that you respond to that altar and not react to the circumstances and the shakings that are taking place. And you will be okay. Because this is the year 24. Where God wants to lift you up. Where God wants to bless you. He said sanctify yourself. And I will do wonders amongst you. And that's where Dr. Hurd left off last week. Can you stand to your feet? Just release your heavenly language. As I invite... Lebrahande, Andrew, Lebrahande to take the next session. Then we'll come and administrate all these things. Lebrahende, Oskabadaya, on your behalf.